0: The book of uh, Matthew, chapter 5. Matthew, chapter 5. You happy to be in church? Sometimes people don't understand spiritual things. They're aware of them in some degree, but don't understand what it is. They might say... I just get a good feeling when I'm there, <laughs> huh? And uh, we, we've heard a number of people that said uh, they came on the church grounds here or in Branson, and, and when they pulled in, they just felt good. They just or they felt like they were at home. or they? And um, uh, what it is is the presence of the Lord, yes. Amen. That's right. the pre- His presence, yeah. and if if His plan is for you to be a part of this, then you have found a place where your grace fits. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's a special thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. And, uh, and we have this in the churches, but we can advance and increase. The Lord dealt with us when we began uh, the church in Branson that we are to excel in hospitality. Everybody say that out loud. Excel, Excel. in hospitality. That's another uh, uh, word, another phrase for love your brother. Amen. <laughs> That's just another way of saying that. And so, uh, guys, it is so important that when people step on these grounds, when they pull in a parking place, when they come in the front door, when they come in and sit down, that they feel comfortable. Right? That you feel comfortable and that they feel comfortable. And the scripture says that the Spirit of God, in fact, we're going to look at this in just a moment, that the Spirit of God, well, why don't we look at it right now? <laughs> go to Romans, the, hold your place in Matthew, and go to Romans, 8th chapter. Romans 8, 14, said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're observing Father's Day today. Abba means daddy or dada. Abba, one of the most basic words that a little one might say referring to father. And uh, But I want you to notice the whole passage. The real Spirit of God is not cold, institutional, informal, Regimented, uncomfortable. That's not God. That's not the Spirit of God. Let me say this nor is the Spirit of God disrespectful, huh? And completely no restraint. See, some people in their effort to be comfortable are disrespectful. They just. They put no effort into anything. Everything's okay. Anything's all right. Well, that's not the Spirit of God either. But uh, you don't have to be bound and fearful to be respectful. Do you? You can show reverence to God and be happy and free at the same time. You can. And uh, the Spirit of God... Is not the spirit of bondage again to fear? There's a lot of folks. A lot of folks in this community. And around this area. And Branson. If they knew how nice you were to be around. (laughs) They'd come on in here. Sit down with you. But many believe lies. They believe all them guys in there. They're holy. (laughs) And we've been made holy. But. But. You know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm too rough around the edges. I'm too sinful. I'm too this. I'm too that. Hey, everybody needs Jesus. Amen. Is that right? Yes, All of us have messed up and come short. That's why we needed Him. That's, that's why you need salvation. But, but they have the idea that they would be uncomfortable in here. They just wouldn't feel comfortable. And many people have the idea. You hear some people say, well, I... You know, I I wouldn't like a big church. I'd I'd be uncomfortable in a big church. Well, first of all, these are not big churches. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) No. No. Have you ever read in the Gospel accounts? In the book of Acts, in the beginning days of the church, within a few days they had 5,000 saved. Is that right? And then they were added to the church every day. Daily, such as should be saved. Sometimes people. I've heard people say, well, I, I just want a little New, a little new Testament church. <laughs> Ain't no such thing as a little New Testament church. Those churches were huge. <laughs> I know a friend of mine was just speaking to a church over in uh, Africa. And he said uh, the place seated 50,000 people. And they have four services every Sunday morning. Wow. Wow. I think that'd be a big church. I think you could say that's a big church. Right? But no. See, the the thing is, people have set up as a standard something that never was what God intended. But they got that in their mind. That's what a church is supposed to be like. No, but then some people, you know, like I'm saying, they would think, well, I, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be comfortable in there. You know, it's, it's too big. Actually, I had some guy tell me, he said, uh, recently, he said, I, oh, no, I wouldn't go. There's too, too, much, too many cars in the parking lot and too many people around. And no, 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 no. <laughs> but that, that shouldn't mean anything. What should mean something is the spirit you sense. Is that right? When you, when you pull in the parking lot, when you, when you see the people, you, and of course, who's the people? You are. We are. Right? And what spirit should people experience? Read it. Read it. Not the spirit of bondage. Not the spirit of fear. But what? The spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, fa, what is that? That's homey. Amen. That's, right. That's the spirit of homey. <laughs> what do you mean? It feels homey. Amen. Feels like home. Because it is. Yeah. Home is not a few pieces of wood and brick and stone and a geographic location. That's a temporary residence. Soon we're all gonna be out of here. Is that right? Yeah. Home is the temple of God. We are the temple of God. Is that right? Home is the Spirit who indwells us, who made us where we're from and where we're going. And it is the Spirit of love. It's the Spirit of adoption that makes you feel a part, makes you feel like you belong. Hallelujah. And when folks are, you know, you Folks are not judging you. People are not trying to measure you up. They're just glad to see you. They care about you. Amen. Want you to do good. Want you to get something good while you're here. Yes. Want you to get what you need. Want your kids to get what they need. Yes. Right? Yes. When you got a bunch of folks like that, you can feel it before you get to the parking lot. Yes, yes. Is that right? You can. You can sense it. And we are the ones, the Spirit of God in us, are the ones who... Uh, Are to be that light and to be that witness. Go with me back to Mark. Excuse me, Matthew. Matthew five, and that's what he's talking about here. Matthew five. Everybody just needs to relax, don't they? Just relax. Cast your cares over on the Lord. It's just us here. Amen. right. Right. just us. I know one thing when I, when I began to speak and minister to people and uh, later on the crowds got bigger and I know I've, I had one of the first times I had an opportunity to speak to a crowd of 10,000 at one time. I mean you can't even see the people in the back on some of those places you know and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking oh Lord. And, and, and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said son they don't listen in mass. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Everybody listens the same way as if you was talking to them, just one person. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You listen for yourself. That's all you can do. That's all. Right? And, of course, you're just you. And I'm just me. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah. Right? right? So what? why, is, why do we need, need to get uptight? Yeah. Why should you be uptight about being here, being around other folks? Why should I be uptight? We, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, right. did He? Or the spirit of timidity. But the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. How many say the spirit of power is, is good to be around? The spirit of love is enjoyable to be around. The spirit of a sound mind, that's the opposite of the spirit of crazy. Right? spirit of crazy is hard to be around. You, you want to get away from the spirit of crazy. Yeah. Then you go, whoa, I'm tired of that. Oof, give me a break. But the spirit of peace, the spirit of a sound mind, the spirit of love, the spirit of power is enjoyable. Amen. Enjoyable. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what makes the environment is the people that are there. Is what we bring with us into the place. It's what makes it. Right. And most importantly, who is in us yeah. and how much we yield to him, yeah. how much he's influencing the place. Matthew five, are you there? Yes. Verse thirteen. Matthew five, thirteen. I'm not quite done with that. Okay. Christians should be friendly. Let me say that again, over here. Christians should be friendly. Is that right? How about the folks over here? Christians should be friendly. People should people look at you, strangers, whoever. They look at you. What should you do? Now the world's a rough place. You don't know who's who and what's what. You know. Can't be just smiling at strangers. You don't know. <laughs> That's fear. That's fear motivating you, isn't it? That's fear. Well, people will think you're simple-minded. Just go around smiling at everybody, smiling at everything. You think, look at that, look at that dummy. The Bible tells us Jesus would have us wise concerning good, but simple concerning evil. If you walk in faith and love like you should, there'll be some unenlightened folks that think you are naive. Amen. Right. And if you're not full of pride, you don't care. You don't care. And if they, if they stay around you long enough, they'll begin to find out there's more to you than meets the eye. Right? Right? I've had people come to me before and say, Brother Keith, Brother Keith, did you know they were talking about you? I said, no. He said, yeah. They were talking about you. We ought to be so simple concerning evil Then, if somebody walks up and slaps you, you step back and go, what happened? You tripped over something. You tripped over something, your hand fell across my face. (laughs) <laughs> he said, no, I meant to slap you. Well, you probably want to repent now then, huh? Right? <laughs> Love believes the best. Amen. Is that right? It looks for the best. We don't want to get warped by this negative world so that we're just as negative as they are. Looking for the negative. Fearful about everything. That's not a good witness. People need to see light in our eyes. They need to hear joy in our voice. They need to feel peace and comfort around us. Is that right? They need to see something very different than they're seeing in the unsaved world. And we need to be friendly. Just friendly. The Lord gave me a message some years ago and it was, a, it was four steps. Number one was make an acquaintance. Number two, make a friend. Number three, make a convert. Number four, make a disciple. Are y'all listening? Number one, do what? Make acquaintance. So you got folks trying to make disciples, and they even they ain't even smiled at anybody yet. Like one individual said, many people don't care how much you know until they find out how much you care. That's right. That's good. They don't care how much you know. But if they find out you care, they get more interested in what you know. So you, you just meet people, and you're nice, and they, they perceive you as nice, and they like being around you. And so you move from there to a friend. You make a friend. You don't have to get them to pray the sinner's prayer before you can be friendly with them. Right? Right? They don't have to come to church with you for you to be friendly to them. Be friendly. Just be nice. Pleasant. Enjoyable to be around. It's a witness. And then uh, you'll see if somebody spends much time around you and they don't know God, if they're honest, there's going to come a time they're going to want to know what you know. And why you're the way you are. Yep. And then you, you can in, introduce them to your best friend. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. And then, well, if they get born again, they're going to need some help, aren't they? Immediately. That's they're right. babies. They're going to need some help. And that's where discipling comes in. And you just that that just means you, you give them input on what has helped you to make progress. Amen. But uh, it can all start with just a smile. Yeah. <laughs> How you do it? Huh? Instead of a hardness. We we don't want to be perceived as hard or as smarty pants or as know it all or holier than thou. Is that right? We don't want to be perceived as all that. That's not right. That's not the spirit of adoption that makes you feel like you belong. Hmm? We ought to be be ready to include people in, in things. Just hey y'all come on over here and join us. Us? Yeah, come on. Well, we don't know you. Well, you're about to come on. <laughs> Is that right? Just, just friendly, outgoing, nice. And, and you don't have to be afraid. Somebody's going to take advantage of you. You don't have to be afraid. We don't operate by the spirit of fear. We're not charging them anything. We're not asking for anything in return, right? Somebody say thank you, Lord. Verse thirteen tells us about it. Matthew five thirteen. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt is lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. This would have to do with our difference. We're we're salty. Uh, you know, uh, when I think about this, I also think about spicy. <laughs> Right? Because yeah. this was what he was talking about. as opposed salty was one of the main things they used to flavor with, as opposed to bland yeah. bland food. Back in this day, there's a whole lot of bland food, yeah. because salt itself was not available everywhere. That might be hard for us to imagine, but salt, you could trade salt like money. Right. And especially some of the spices that came from other places, man, they, they had to be uh, shipped by ship and it took months and years for it to get there. It was like money. It was like gold. And so because of that, a lot of common folks ate a lot of bland food, just bland. But we are not bland. Amen. We are salty, Amen. spicy. Amen. Is that right? Picante, <laughs> hot. Is that right? Yeah. Spicy. Somebody say spicy. 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 Yeah. You should come across with some flavor. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Come on, come on. Somebody say I'm not bland. I'm not, bland. I'm not, a, bland Christian. I'm not a bland Christian. What are you then? Spicy. You are salty. <laughs> spicy. Huh you got some life about you. Yeah. Got some joy about you. You got some flavor about you. You you the kind of man kind of woman that people just meet you and go, I'd like to get to know them better. <laughs> Look at them. I, yeah, I like them. I'd like to spend some more time around them. Hmm? Yes, <laughs> Read the verse uh, 14. You're the salt of the earth. He also said, you are the light of the world. I'm salty, spicy, and I'm bright. I'm bright. Bright and spicy. Come on, somebody's going to get it in here today. Is that right? What are you? I'm not dull and boring. I'm bright and exciting. I'm not bland and blah and tasteless. I'm salty. Yeah. And spicy. Anybody say, we are what gives the earth its light and its flavor. I know some people may not think so, but we are. When we get pulled out of here, this thing's going downhill fast. We're what's pre- preserving this thing. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but they're going to find out. But while we're here, we're not to just be under the radar, huh? Uninteresting, right? Blase, bland, colorless, tasteless, dull. Now, why would I say that? That is the concept many people on the outside have of church. Right? Why would I go to church? Dull, boring church. Here's some guy drawn on. (laughs) About this, about that, about morality, and about that and the other. Come in there and sit up with a bunch of stiff-necked, holier-than-thou types. Huh? Huh? Who are having no fun in life? Hmm? That's talking about colorless, tasteless, bland, dull. That's not you. Amen. Oh, come on! I need a little bit stronger response on that. That—that's not you. That's not me. That may be some people, but that's not us. <laughs> What's that old commercial? Mamma mia. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> that's what people need to think when they meet you. They specifically go, Mamma mia. That's... That guy's got some life about him, man. That woman's got some life about her. Right? I'm not talking about anything ungodly, I'm not talking about anything off color. I'm just talking about something that's real, but something that's exciting. <laughs> Much of the unsaved world views Christianity as one of the dullest, right, most boring things around, and that if I got if I went to church and made a commitment to to live right, my fun is over, right? My fun is over. That's what people think. God's not opposed to fun. Amen. In fact, He is the life, literally, of the party. You know what we're going to do as soon as we get out of here? Marriage supper of the Lamb. You never saw a party like this. Wow. But the enemy has painted this picture to the world that all of this is unattractive. And undesirable. And sadly, many Christians' lives seem to bear that out. <laughs> and it's not for us to judge anybody except ourselves or look at anybody or I'll compare ourselves with anybody, but you can make up your mind today. Hmm? I am not a grumpy, cold, bland, dull person. I got. The living God living inside of me. Is that right? Yes, I do. And if I will let him influence me, I will take on that, that saltiness, that, that brightness. Hallelujah. And people will hear the life in me, and they'll see the joy and the peace in my life. And if they don't know Him, they will want it. They will want that. It's no wonder people don't want this dead religious junk. I don't want it either. But a living relationship with a living God? Oh, yeah. That's an entirely different thing. Keep reading. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it gives light unto all that are in the house. We were not made to be hid. Hmm? We were not made to just live underground. We were not made to hide in the corner. We're supposed to shine. We're supposed to burn. Is that right? Verse 16. Notice this. Notice this now. Let your light so shine before men. People are going to see it. That they may see your good works and do what? Glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's read it again together. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. People are supposed to see something in us. Supposed to see something in our lives. Something that causes them to glorify Our Father. Now notice with me in Titus, second chapter. Titus 2. This whole first ten verses talks about some of these same things. But for time's sake... Titus 2, he talked about, well, just start in verse 1 then. You in a big hurry? Well, church is where you come and get spiced up some more. That's right. Is that right? Amen. Stoked up some more. Amen. You ought to be burning brighter when you leave here than when you came in. That's right. You ought to be spicier. Is that right? right. Why? Because you got a fresh infusion. Of the living Word of God. Got a fresh infusion of the living Spirit of God. All right. He said, Speak the things which you become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in the faith, in love and patience. The aged women, likewise, in behavior that becomes becomes holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the younger women, To be sober, love their husbands, love their children, be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the Word of God be not blasphemed. Now now, now get this this thought. Men and women living in a certain way would prevent the Word of God from being blasphemed. Does how we live affect how people see God more than we have thought. Because who's the light of the world? We are. We're it. Some people say, well, I, you know, they need to see God. Absolutely. But according to Jesus, how are they going to see it? See him. They're going to see him in us. We, we haven't realized this enough, I don't think. People have focused on, you. Yeah, you need to know God. You need to see God. But how? How are they going to do it? God has ordained that we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the earth. He said if you, husbands and wives and older men and older women, if they are living in the right way, the Word of God won't be blasphemed. Keep reading. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Isn't that something? These are unbelievers and uh, people that like to argue, but they just can't find anything wrong with you. How about that? Now that's something, isn't it? Verse 9 exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity. Now, uh, another way of saying this would be employees and employers. Is it true that how you do a natural job can show something of God? To people who are watching, a natural job. Yes. And one of the things that would bring reproach is stealing. Yep. Purloining is, uh, what's, what's something we'd say today? Pocketing stuff. Yep. One says items of small value. Pocketing things. How many know it's not okay to take office supplies back to the house and uh-oh, did I say something wrong? <laughs> Cleaning supplies. Right. Come on, are y'all with me? Yep. It's either yours or it's not yours. That's right. Right? That's right? And people rationalize and say, Well, I've been working here for X amount of years. I think I deserve. Nope. Well, yeah, but if you take it and it wasn't given to you, it's stealing. That's right. And something's more important here than all of that, and that's your witness. That's your testimony. How many understand? It would be one of the worst witnesses that an unsaved employee sees you, supposed to be a saved Christian, stealing company funds or stuff. That's a very bad witness. That is not light. And so that's what he's saying. And did you look what else he said? Back up to verse 9. Verse 9. Not answering again. What is that? Back talk. Right? Back talk to people that's over you. To your boss. To your supervisor. Getting mouthy. Telling people off. You know, sassy and, and, and being disrespectful. And that he, he mentions that and taking things. As two of the... Two of the ones he, he uh, points out that would cause the Word of God to be blasphemed. Yep. What does that mean? People go away and, and, and they'll say, I didn't think there's anything to that Christian stuff. See that? I mean, see how they talk to them? Yep. You see him? I, I know for a fact he's taken all that stuff to his house. Stolen this, stolen that. I know she's done this. That is the opposite of being light. Amen. Right? And if we've made some mistakes, we can repent, thank God. Amen. Right? But we can we can be different tomorrow. That's right. How many agree we can we can be different tomorrow? Yeah. Now, now notice the rest of this. Uh, verse 10, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity. Another word for that is faithfulness, yep. trustworthiness. How many think we should be people that you can absolutely trust? Yes, right? And if we tell you we'll do something. Our word is good. Is that right? You can trust us. And if somebody turns something over to us, we're not going to lie. We're not going to steal. We're not going to take advantage. Right? Amen. That's light. Amen. And I'm telling you, there, I've, I've run across numerous people who were very well off. I'm talking about multimillionaires and billionaires. And you know one of the biggest things they're looking for? People they can trust. Amen. They would pay huge salaries and turn over immense responsibilities if they could find somebody they could really trust. But they are hard to find. Shouldn't be hard to find in a church. What do you think? Shouldn't be hard to find among believers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter how you've been in the past, you can repent. And you can become, today, moving forward into tomorrow, a trustworthy man, a trustworthy woman, a faithful man, faithful woman. Is that right? Come on, somebody said out loud, by the grace of God. I will be trustworthy, faithful. I will not lie. I will not steal. I will not talk back and be disrespectful. I'll be a light light. of the good Word of God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now notice, instead of people blaspheming the Word of God, notice what he said. In this case, if you don't lie, you don't steal, you're not disrespectful, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. What does that mean? Adorn the doctrine of God. It's the opposite of causing the Word to be blasphemed. Listen to some scriptures here. Uh, Other translations I'm trying to say. The Amplified says, If they prove themselves truly loyal and entirely reliable and faithful throughout, so that in everything they may be an ornament and do credit to the teaching which is from and about God our Savior. Listen to the Living Bible. They must not steal, but show themselves to be entirely trustworthy. In this way, they will make people want to believe in our Savior and God. Is that true? That the way we live can make people want to believe make people want to find out more about God. Amen. Hallelujah. That we actually make the teaching of God, in CV says, attractive. Amen. We make the Word of God attractive to people who don't know. Thank you, Lord. Don't you like that? Yeah. Don't you like that? Yeah. Uh, the, thing, the thought that came to my, my heart and mind this morning is concerning our Father. We're honoring fathers and of course God is our Father. Boy, that's a great truth. We could spend the next three hours on that and it'd be worth every minute talking about God really is our Father. When Jesus was raised from the dead He told them to go back and tell them and say He said go back and tell them my God and your God. My Father and your Father. Is he, just, is he our Father? Yes. Like He's Jesus' Father? Yes. Well, one thing you'll see is that children want to impress and please their parents. When things are right, they do. Man, I know. My dad, who's in heaven now, he'd be the first one to tell you he didn't do everything right. They weren't even going to church trying to live right when we were little little boys. But uh I thought Daddy was it. As a little boy? Are you kidding? Daddy was Superman, Batman, Spider Man, is that right? <laughs> and the Lone Ranger all rolled up in one. <laughs> And, and, and as a little boy, and it didn't—it didn't change when I was a big boy. It, it, it's something. If I accomplished something in my life, you know who I wanted to know. I wanted dad, my dad, to know. Is that right? Amen. It was—it was always important to me what he thought about it and what he knew. And, and and when things are right, that's the way everybody is. And the person that says, "I don't care what they think." That's, that's just not true. Yep. And it, if things have happened to get it to that point, it's just because the situation is not right because you still care, yep. right? Yep. And you still want it to be right. Yep. But the reason we have that is because that is how we truly are with our Father God. Amen. Hmm? Jesus revealed that He did everything He did to please the Father. You remember that? He said, I do always those things that please Him. Jesus lived every day and every night to please the Father. Didn't He? And He, he, he revealed that if you do, I'm paraphrasing some passages now, you're going to be fulfilled. Unlike anything could ever fulfill you. Your joy is going to be full. I said your joy is going to be full. I know some. this, this must have been 25 years ago. I had been down in Central America. And we had uh, been involved in building a little church and, and preaching some meetings. It, it was very interesting. It was out uh, in a mountainous area. And uh, we started a meeting. And when we started, there wasn't that many people there. And then it got dark, and then you could you could feel things moving around, and uh, finally somebody turned on another light, and that place was packed, man. People had come in from every place, and it was completely packed out, and the Lord did miracles that night. Oh, hallelujah, healings, ears opened, hallelujah, great things happened, and. Uh, So after, I don't know what was, a couple of weeks there, different things, I was coming back on the airliner and uh, a little tired and just looking out the window. And I was just saying, I just began to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Thank you for uh, healing these people. Thank you for these great things. And he interrupted me. He said, son, thank you. I'm pleased with you. At first my head said, No, he didn't say that. And I said, Yes, he did. I know that's right. And when when you when you sense God is pleased with you, the sky is bluer. Yes. The grass is green. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, it just it changes everything. Yes. When you know your father is pleased with you, yes. oh hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Having a natural father's respect and and being pleased is is good. But we're talking about something completely different level here. We're we're talking about something you sense down to your last atom. Down to the core of your being. It's what we were made to do. We're created for his pleasure. Is that right? We're created to please him which is why you can never be satisfied unless and until you do. Nothing else. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how well-known you become. I don't care how much stuff you get. It will never fill the inside of you. Amen. But pleasing Him completely satisfies. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're put here in the earth, in this generation at this time, How can I say this? For lack of a better phrase. To make our father look good. He don't need me to help him look good. I just read scriptures. Is that right? Who's the light of the world? We are. Who can adorn and make attractive the teaching of God? Us. Us. What we do makes him look good. Or look bad. What we do makes people want to know Him or not want to know Him. Is that right? What we do, it comes right back to us. Oh, I want to please Him. How about you? Anybody in here want to please Him? Come on, lift your hand. Lift your hand and say, Father, I want to please You. More than anything. I want to please You. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Listen to some verses in Proverbs. Can you take just a little bit more here? In Proverbs, I won't read all the, all the references, and you don't, don't try to turn to them. I'll move quickly. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son makes a glad father. That that phrase is repeated, I guess, three, four, five times throughout that book. A wise son makes a glad father. Hallelujah. 17.6, the the Young's Literal Translation says, Sons' sons are a crown of old men, and the glory of sons are their fathers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you know our Father is our glory Amen. you know what else we're his that's right. we're his glory Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah has there ever been a father has there ever been a mother that a child of theirs excelled and overcame and did wonderfully well and they rose up and smiled and said that's my boy yeah. huh yeah. that's my girl Is that right? That's the parent's glory. Well, our Father God is that way too. I said He's that way too. He wants to say, That's my boy. That's my girl. Is that right? Concerning every one of us. So much so that just like the Master Jesus, if you've seen us, You've seen the Father. Amen. You've seen something of Him. Yes. You've heard something of Him. Thank you, Lord. They won't see Him in dull and bland and, and boring. No. But they will see Him spicy. in salty, yeah. spicy, yeah. bright, yeah. hallelujah, yeah. life. Lord. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the 23rd chapter, 24th verse, he said, The Father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begets a wise child shall have joy of him. Can we bring joy to our Father? Yes, Yes, we can. Can we please Him? Can we bring joy to Him? Yes, Yes, we can. I think a whole lot of people believe they could bother Him, displease Him. Huh? Huh? Well, if you could displease Him, what else do you know? You can if you can displease Him, you can please Him. Amen. Right? Amen. If you can grieve Him and bother Him, you could give Him joy. Amen. And just like any father that really loves their child, even if you have brought Him grief, even if you have bothered Him, He still loves you. Amen. He's still rooting for you. Right. He still wants to be pleased with you. Yes. Doesn't He? He wants you to come on. Yes. Come on, come up. Be what I made you to be. Be what I called you to be. I'm in you. My seed is in you. My life is in you. My wisdom is in you. (laughs) Most people in the world today would say, go make me proud. But pride's of the enemy. We'd say, go please me and bring me glory. Give me glory. Look in John 17. I think I'm closing John 17 Hallelujah No more bland No more dull Cold stiff Blase, whatever. I'm not a whatever Christian. Are you? No. No. Somebody's going to be remembering this next week. Mama mia. That's a spicy Christian. Spicy Christian. That's a bright Christian. We were to be so bright, we need a dimmer switch. Is that right? People go, whoa, turn that down a notch. Man. Because <laughs> of whose kids we are. Is that right? Some people have had the idea that, some way, the more beat down we are, that, that somehow that gave God glory. But that's not true. Jesus is the good shepherd. Now, if a, sh- if a sheep a flock of sheep is sick and broke and defeated and pitiful, do you point and go, they must have a good shepherd. Do you think that? No. The condition of the flock is a direct reflection on the shepherd. If we got a good shepherd, we're going to be good sheep. We're going to be in good shape. Is that right? The, the more blessed we are, the, the more successful, I'm talking about not just in stuff, but in life. Amen. Right? The more we overcome what other people seem to not be able to. Amen. All these things give glory to God. Amen. Hmm? Maybe we were in a mess, but now we're not. Now we're free. That gives glory to God. Amen. Is that right? Amen. Maybe we were down and broke, but now not only are our needs met, we, He's using us to meet other people's needs. Amen. That gives glory to God. Amen. Is that right? When the works of the enemy are overcome and the good works of God are manifest, the works of God glorify God. Amen. Good things, blessings, victory glorifies God. Not failure, not defeat, not sickness, not poverty. Hmm? These things don't glorify God. It can be an occasion for God to get glory, but only when you come out. Come on, can you see that? When you come out, when you overcome, it wasn't you being a sinner that glorified God. It was you being born again and getting free out of that that glorifies God. In John 17, Jesus, this whole chapter is Jesus praying. And uh, notice what he kept bringing up. What he's asking for. What he's praying about. Verse 1. John 17. 1, These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said. Father. The hour is come. This was right before he went to the cross. Father the hour has come. What did he pray? Glorify your son. That your son also. May what? Glorify you. Is God glorified in His glory being in us and on us? He's glorified. Because people begin to see, yeah, their life is glorious, but the source of the glory is not them. It came from Him. As you've given given Him power over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as you've given Him, And this is life eternal, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. What's our job? Same thing. Same thing. Glorify Him on the earth. How many think? Well, the Bible said, you know, uh, in everything you do, including what you eat, what you drink, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. You've been bought with a price. Yeah, amen. So glorify God. Amen. That's right. Everything about our life, people should look at it. And if they're honest, they'd say, glory to God. Amen. How many want people to look at our church, look at the ministry, look at our house, look at our family, everything we got, and go glory to God? Amen. Glory to God. Look how good God is to them. Look how God has kept them, spared them, healed them, helped them, delivered them. Huh? Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now what is glory? Glory is people seeing him in a positive way. Seeing that Glory means to be valued and weighed heavily. So people are seeing these things and not despising them but being in awe of them and respecting them and not just making a big deal out of us but the big God in our life Amen. I've glorified you on the earth I have finished the work which you gave me to do. hallelujah now and now oh Father, do what? Glorify, he keeps praying this, glorify thou me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Now you read something like this and you think, well, Brother Keefe, that's just something between Jesus and the Father. This is way out beyond us. I thought you might say that, so (laughs) skip down to verse 9. I pray for them, talking about the disciples, the twelve. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours. Hallelujah. He he had said I, I don't eventually he said not only for them, but for those that'll that'll hear you through your ministry. He he went on to say, All mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Does He include us in this glory thing He's talking about where that He, God, is glorified in me? Wow. Skip down to verse 21. I mean, it'd be well worth the time to read every one of these verses, wouldn't it? I mean, this is Jesus. Jesus prayed a lot of things that are not recorded for us. This is recorded. Verse 21 That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they. Who's they? Who's they? Us. We can say that we also may be one. They may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And verse 22, verse 20, I better hold on to your seat. (laughs) And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. We have very little idea of what this is. But your spirit jumps up and down when it hears it. Doesn't it? He's saying, Father, but basically get glory to yourself. Be glorified in me. The glory I had with you before the world was. And then he winds up saying, The glory that you gave me, I gave it to them. 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 them. No wonder we're supposed to be shining like lights down here in a dark world. No wonder we, we are the salt of the earth and the spice of the earth. The very glory of God Himself that existed before the creation of the world is in us and on us. The same glory that's in the face of Jesus is in us and on us. We haven't known it. We haven't acted like it. And so it hasn't been manifested very much. But the more you do, the more it will. The glory which you gave me, Uh I... Have given them that they may be one, even as we. He's talking about Himself and the Father. Are one. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to, glory, to glory to God. Glory to God. Read the next two verses. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me Father I will that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am reckon that prayer is going to get answered soon and very soon we're going to be with him where he is that they may what that they may what they may behold my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Wow. Mm. Our heads don't know much about this. But our spirits can jump up and down. Is that right? In faith. What we do know is that I'm not supposed to just bide my time and trudged through down here, unnoticed and unaffecting. Yes, right. Yes, right. I am. Somebody said out loud, "I am. I, I am the light of the world." You say, so "I thought Jesus was the light of the world. He is, but He's in you. Is that right? And He's in me. I'm the salt of the earth. You and I are the light of the world." And the glory that's in Him, He's put in us so that men may see what we do in this earth and glorify our Father. And I tell you what, nobody ever wanted to please their natural father any more than that's working in us. You know what we're looking for ultimately after all of this is done? What are we looking for? What do we want to hear? (laughs) We want to have the Father. Look at us, and call our name, and say, Keith, huh? Rob, Susie, George. Well done. Well done, boy. Well done, go- Reckon, reckon, reckon how you gonna feel when you hear, when you hear the reckon reckon how you gonna feel when you hear those words. What do you think you are gonna feel? Something you ain't never felt before. I'll t- I tell you that. Maybe you've tasted a little bit of it, but it's going to be to a degree and measure. It's going to be off the chart. When God singles you out in front of everybody, in front of the elders and the angels and the heavenly host and other believers, and He calls your name. And He says, well done. Good job, boy. Well done, girl. Good and faithful. You were faithful over a few things. Now I'm gonna make you ruler over much. Enter into Hallelujah. The glory of your Lord. Stand on your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We may need to put an addition on our sign on the church. Faith, life, spicy. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Phyllis, would you come, please? Let's just close our eyes. Let's lift our hands. Let's be thankful unto Him. Lord, what a privilege it is to know you, to be a part of you, to be in you, and for you to be in us. Thank you for choosing us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.